0: friends. Now, before we sit down, let's just speak to the great King that we're all here to worship. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the opportunity to be back again in this great city, Chicago, to be assembled here with those who are waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus. And we pray, Father, as our efforts have been put forth and uh, both the men and women, boys and girls, to see a revival are stirring, maybe to call in a few more that's left out in the city. May this be that great time that when the last will be called in before the judgment strikes this country. Father, we believe that there's still more waiting and we're hunting for them. Send them in this time, Father, granted that they might receive Christ be numbered among those elected that will be taken away in a great rapture that lays in the future. Grant it, Lord, these efforts that we put forth and has been put forth for our brother Carlson and all of them here, That this place that they have converted from an old whiskey house and a wrestling arena unto the house of the Lord. Lord, may it be a memorial and a representation of the conversion of sinners to Christ. Hear us, Father, in these things, healing the sick and doing these great things that we ask for. It's in the name of Jesus Christ and for his honor and glory. We ask that amen. Be seated. Thank you very much. It's always a privilege to come to Chicago. I've always felt that way. I uh, haven't been here for some time because I don't live here no more. I, I live in Arizona and uh, Tucson. And we're here in Jeffersonville on the uh, summer's vacation. And I leave here on Monday morning. And as soon as I arrive home, things are waiting to go back to Tucson again. And But I'm here making tapes, messages that I uh, send away on tapes. And the Lord has been blessing us. Sunday morning we had a... 4 hour message. I don't expect to do that here, but 4 hours on the 3 whole revelation of Jesus Christ being this God's hidden secret from the foundation of the world, and the Lord certainly blessed us. We've had great blessings and God has healed the sick among us a few about 3 weeks ago while I was speaking, a man standing before us is he's a, an Englishman. His wife is Norwegian. She's a very fine nurse and he a very fine man. And so the man I was speaking of a complexes. And the man kind of resented it when I said it, and I told him a couple years ago when I first met him that he was bothered with a murmur in his heart. You he hardly want to believe that, I think, at first, and then finally the doctor told him he had the murmur in his heart. And that morning he had Kinda of been a little tore up, and when I said that, he resented it and quickly dropped dead right on the floor, fell out in the floor, and his wife got down to examine him and he was gone. And I had to quieten the audience and then step off the platform, got down to where he was, tuck his pulse, there was no pulse, and his eyes, you know, when the heart stops, the eyes flies backwards, and um, tried to pull his eyes to see him in that condition and. Um, Knew he was gone, and the Lord Jesus said, Speak. And I said, Lord Jesus, give him back his life. He looked up at me and said, Brother Branham, and he's alive tonight. And he'll probably attend this meeting. He's been attending him right along. And uh, he will probably, I don't see him here tonight. Mr. Way, are you here? I, I don't. Why sitting right here in front of me, right? Mm, right, right here in front of me. I didn't know that. And now here he is tonight, very healthy. Would you just stand up so the people can see that God can raise the dead well, from the And his wife, a fine Norwegian nurse, praising the Lord. Is your lovely little wife with you? She's gone to ten for the uh, ten to six. His wife is a very lovely person who tries to take care of the sick. That's in her heart. She nurses constantly, and she's tending to some of the sick in the back now. And um, so we're so grateful to the Lord. Now, uh, coming in, heard Brother Vail speak just before me, and I'll try each night to get out real early, as early as I possibly can. And I'll be praying for the sick, and just as the Lord will leave, and asking God to bless Brother uh, Carlson and all the group here in Chicago. That's waiting for the coming of the Lord. Maybe a little later on in the week, I might tell you a vision I had this morning, a little bit after daylight, just as I started to come up here, concerning this, and maybe sometime when I get a little more time during the week, if the Lord willing. Now, uh, how many is here that's never been in one of the meetings before? Let's see your hands. It's never been in one of the meetings. Well, well, we're happy to have you here in this uh, little uh, tabernacle tonight, and in this arena where I think it was once used for wrestling, wasn't it? Boxing and so forth. I remember I preached here not long ago in Vincennes, Indiana, or Evansville, Indiana, brother. where I went into Golden Gloves as a, a kid, and then I got to fight in professional fights as a boy. And I won 15 straight professional fights, and I lost one, and that was by a draw. And in Evansville, Indiana, and in the same arena where I had fought this man, I went back preaching the gospel. And I said, "Now I'm fighting not my brother, but the devil has been binding my brother." <laughs> and so here we are tonight, and the place is converted from trying to bind one another by wrestling knots and trying to tie the devil in such a knot, but the scripture you can't get out of it, until so he takes account. That's right. And now we pray that the Lord will help us do this. Uh, just again now, would there be any, just before we read the word, like to be remembered in prayer? Just raise your hand. I know it's hot in here tonight, and that's the reason we'll hurry. And remember, come back tomorrow night, and that's Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. And I think Saturday morning, I've seen it on the list for the businessman's breakfast. Saturday morning, Saturday night, Lane Tech, high school and Sunday, Sunday Sunday afternoon and Sunday night here. Let us let's into this, enter this, all right. Yes. Can you hear that better? Is that, That's fine. Right. Just, uh, remember to stand on this side. Now, this hour is, Heavenly Father, as we approaching this hour where man and women has to make a choice. We realize that we'll not be able to go out of this building the same as we come in. We can never enter the house of the Lord and go out the same, go better or worse. Grant, Lord, that we can go out tonight better than we was coming in. And these few words, these texts, scriptures that I have written down here for a little message tonight. May it be to the honor of Christ. May his people, in hearing it, receive faith. For truly, we believe we're living in the last hours of the last day. The sun has been setting for quite a while. God's long suffering has held it up. The shadows are gathering now. Pray, God, that you'll let us realize this more than ever before in life. Bless those people who raise their hands. Forgive our sins. Give us faith in thy word in the coming of thy Son. For we ask that in his name and for his glory, amen.
1: Um,
0: Just a moment, there's a lady way back in the back that's fainted, I believe it is, and she said, let us just pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus thy Son, may the power that raised that young man that night and sit all night long listening to Paul preach." May the same power that raised him up to health again may it do likewise for this lost sister who fainted perhaps because of the heat and is back there sick. Let the Holy Spirit, Lord, of Life, come upon her and strengthen her mortal life. Grant this, Lord, we commit it to you now in the name of Jesus Christ, thy Son. Amen. Let me hear from you. If it gets worse, I'll go back Now, over in the book of St. John, the 12th chapter and the 32nd verse, I wish to read for a little portion of Scripture, just in a way of make a text, to build a context. And I do see that it's difficult for you to hear me. I can tell the way you're acting. A rebound in, in the building. And I'll try to speak this as plain as I can. I want to read this text. Jesus speaking. Then I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. I want to take this for a text. There is only one way provided by God for anything. One way God has provided to me. Everything. Now, any other way besides this way would be a perverted way to God. God can only have one way to do anything. His first way is always the only way that he can ever do it. For God making a choice or a decision Must forever remain with that decision, and if he changes that decision for a better way, then it shows that God is not God. He's not infinite. He found something better than he knew at the first place. He he doesn't change. He makes his ways perfect. His words are perfect. And any way that. Takes away or adds to anything that God has provided is wrong. I believe in the last book of the Bible called Revelations, it's written, If any man shall add one word or take a word from it, it is saying that his part will be taken from the book of life. And now, therefore, God has made a way and a perfect way. And we must walk right with it, not trying to make it any better, not trying to take anything away from it, inject anything or take anything from it. We must take it just the way that God has placed it. Anything else is wrong. Even in the book of Genesis, the beginning, God said in Genesis 1, talking about nature, He said, Let every seed bring forth of its kind. Every seed must keep in its kind. Now to change that would be to do something God said not to do. And now we find out, and now look at man, what he's done by crossing God's way of life. We want to take this for a background to say what I want to say to you about the Lord Jesus. See, when man, when God made a seed, he made it perfect. And now, man has tried to inject something to that seed. For instance, today, coming up, I noticed in southern Indiana and all up through Indiana, long there were, what we said, hybrid corn. And what a fine big ear that corn is, but it isn't any good. It looks better, but it isn't better. It's absolutely no good at all. And we find out that by high breeding chickens, we find that, Did you ever try to eat fried chicken in these days? Well, you can't hardly do it. It, it smells and tastes just like... Uh, I mean, it tastes like chicken smells. So what is it? There's 800 people laying sick in Jeffersonville, Louisville, and New Albany now from eating eggs, from... However, chickens, see they've taken the chicken and breed it different ways. And then another thing, they are getting to a place where they spray with this uh, mosquito stuff and get the DDT, the chickens and animals pick that up. We're certainly living in the last day. They are breeding different things together, crossing over, and it makes a, a, a product that's no good. Through doing this, I was reading in a medical journal, I believe it was, and then in Reader's Digest, of how that it's changed the course of life for people. It's even perverting man and women. That men are becoming more like women, and women like man. Men are becoming uh, a sissy, and and women are becoming masculine. It's hybrid stuff. You see that cell that we eat from this animal that's hybrid is actually not the right cell for us. Therefore, in doing that, see, that cell from the animal or the cell from the wheat or from the corn, it's not the right cell. In order to let this grow look like vigor, it has to be sprayed all the time. Now a genuine plant, a good, healthy plant does not have to be sprayed at all, no bugs will bother because it has a repellent itself that it puts out that keeps all the bugs off of it. Now that's God's way. What yeah. brought sickness into the world was sin. When man dropped away from God's provided way, he opened himself to every devil there was the sickness and so forth because he has to keep medicine and sprayed, and it's just each generation inbreeding into another Now, you might be a Christian, and your wife might be a Christian, but the genes of your body is still the inheritance from your father and your grandfather, and on down, as Daniel said, each generation will get weaker and wiser. And it's got the whole race, the whole human race dying. Just think, a few years ago, you never heard of anybody getting hurt playing baseball, now they have to use a helmet to back with. They kill so many every year. You hit the man, he's the so soft. He's like a guinea pig. He just dies right now. And you notice, again, they used to, like this boxing, I believe it was Bob Fitzsimmons and Carvett, fought 125 rounds. Now, two to ten rounds, and then you had to work on them for a month to get it back to life again. And then they fought bare-fisted. And now we got a feather bed around our, our hands when we fight. And now they're going to have to stop the game, just because you're, every time you hit one, in there and it nearly kills you. And you see, you—it's the whole race is gone. There's not a hope left. Everything is at its end. Cattle, corn, everything. Now you cannot take a plant that's been planted and hybrided into something to bring it back again and plant it. It will not do it. It will not reproduce itself. It can't. Because God's commandment still stands the same. Every seed must bring forth of its kind. If it isn't, it's a hybrid seed with a perverted life, and it'll soon die. You plant a hybrid corn, it'll get up just about the where the ear should set in, it, it'll turn yellow and go back. Now that's the same way that they've did it through animals, they've did it through seeds, they've did it through everything else, and they've did it in the church. It's trying to make a prettier church, a better place, a a beautiful thing, great things. They've hybrid it by mixing it with some kind of man-made doctrines and so forth. And it gets up to the Word where it can reproduce itself again and dies again. And there's you just simply there's one way to do anything, and that's God's way. And outside of that, it's all off because it will not reproduce itself again. I've got scriptures for these things to prove it it's to be here in the last days. When I heard that egg situation the other day, I went back in my book where the Lord spoke to me in 19 and 31, and there I had written in my book, in the last days, warn the people not to eat eggs or live in the valley. You see, not know what fallout and things would be, see, but get the Lord forewarned that way back 30 years ago, see, not to live in the valley. In the last days, and don't eat AIDS Everything will be poisoned, and that's just what's happening. I imagine that thirty something years ago, God's word is the seed. Jesus said so that the word of God was a seed that a sower sowed, and this is the only seed that will produce an eternal life, and we can have all other kinds of lives, but like church life, home life family life, national life. But the only eternal life comes through God's Word. That's, That's the only seed that can produce eternal life. And now they are trying to, they interbreed this with creed, put some creed, some denominational sticker or something on it. And what they have did by doing this, it's got the church to a place where it grows up to a place to to work ought to be receiving the seed, the real Word, and it's a hybrid condition, he'll fall back to his denominational teaching and leave the real Word of God alone. Yes. Therefore, we are at the end time. Yes. There is not one hope left. We cannot build upon this nation, this nation is based upon politics. Politics is finished. they just as corrupt as it can be. When you're, you read, A Life magazine where this uh, attorney or uh, this uh, uh, judge, his son, a boy, he's so hard on racing these rippies and so forth out here, these hot rods. And his boy killed a big bunch of people, a little little boy, a little baby boy, and a bunch. And the judge set him free. All a political play-up. See, nationalized songs. Natural, bodily life is gone. It's so interbred and everything will have not life in it. Human life is a constant mess. And spiritual life is at the lowest ebb it's ever been. That's right. Amen. See, there, it's so hybrid. Everything bred in and added something to it to make it better this way. i tell you, even to our Pentecostal moves When we used to go down in old bar rooms like this and places, I was converted in a converted bar room. And I feel very much at home now. I look back there and see a counter, and so forth, is a little colored church, where I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it was led there by the Lord. Now, to see these kind of places, they, they don't want to, they've got to have the big flowerly name behind it. It's got to have so much behind it, or people won't, it's got to be so pretty outwardly. Yeah until, if it, it isn't that way, then the people don't want nothing to do with it. Right. But watch the Word of the Lord. Now, God's got a way of doing things, and we must do it in the way that He wants it done. If it isn't, then it's not effective. Jesus found something like it when He came in His day. He said, You, by your traditions, have made the, the Word of God of non-effect by your tradition." See, they had hybrid. Into, injected into God's commandments their own traditions, which made the commandments of no effect. Today, I uh, know it's become the same thing. There is not a thing left, my Christian friend, but the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only hope that the church has. Amen. As far as it comes, if it ever takes up a denomination again, it's finished. Because every denomination finished when it become a denomination. It's the very thing. I'll say something here. I maybe I oughtn't to say, but yet I believe I ought to say it. If you notice, Lucifer is exactly doing the same thing today that he did at the beginning. See, Lucifer at the beginning wanted to build himself a kingdom which was greater and more beautiful than Michael's kingdom. Christ. He that was his ambitions to achieve something like that. And what did he get to do it by? He took fallen angels who lost their first estate. He took that to do it with. And today, Lucifer has got into the church and taken away the word and rejected denomination, and he's building a church, uh, uh, that ecumenical move that's going on now to unite all the Protestants together and all together come into Catholic. And this pope they got in now to do the same thing, exactly what the scripture said it would do, And what's he doing it by? He's doing it by man of his great economical moves who does not know God. And many of them in the Pentecostals because they're doing the same. What is it? He's doing it with fallen angels, fallen Luthers, fallen Methodists, fallen Pentecostals that lost their original estate from the Word of God and going right back in to make a great big Messengers who once stayed with the Word but sold out their birthrights and joined in with the world. The same thing is at the last day, and and Lucifer is achieving today by man with those spirits in them that he did with angels at the beginning, fallen angels who kept not their first estate to obey God. And he's doing the same thing today. Oh, you'll never find any way, any way at all. I don't care if you're in a barroom or you're on the street or wherever you are. God's provided way for man to come to Christ and receive eternal life. Jesus said, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all man unto me. That's God's only way. If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said in St. John, the 14th chapter, the 12th verse, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. God's provided way. Mark 16 says, These signs shall follow them that me. glory God. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. If they should take up serpents or drink anything, it wouldn't harm them. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. The very things that Christ did, that's, he was God's word made manifest. He was God's promise vindicated. He was, he was God in uh, flesh form. The Bible said that God was in Christ. That great Jehovah that created heavens and earth was made manifest in a body. The Lord Jesus, and in that one man, He could achieve, to, He tried it through Moses, and He did it in Jacob, and He did it in Joseph, but He come in His fullness in the man Christ. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily, where God could express himself. And he said, Who can accuse me of sin? Sin is unbelief. If I haven't done exactly what the Scripture said I would do then who can condemn me We're a fail in one way. See, it's God's provided way. And Christ, the just one, had to die in order to produce eternal life by his blood, giving his blood cell. That He might give us eternal life. That's God's provided way. There has never been anything that ever beat God's way on anything. I don't care what it is. If people would just don't try to inject their own ideas, but just take it the way God said, it. believe it. See, it seems to be so hard for man just to get out of his own ideas. Just he's got to have something to do into it himself. He's always gummed up, if you excuse the expression, he's always gummed up God's way for him, but injecting his own way into it. Have they ever, do you think they could, find a better way for a chicken to be born than to peck its way out of the shell? I just wonder if you could find any better way. No, sir. He's born with a little peep on the end of his little bill, and every time his little head nods back and forth, amen, 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 he scratches that shell until he scratches his shell down. Yes, sir, you'll never find a better way because that is God's provided way. Now, what if you had the little peep on his bill and you said, poor little chickie, you know, I'm going to get a better way for you. I'm just going to crack the shell and pick you out. It'll kill him. Amen. That's right. He'd die. He wouldn't live. He's got to do that in order to build his strength enough to receive the air he thinks when he comes out. If he he's provided with the tube, he's got that little peep. You've seen it, little birds and chickens. And as he nods his little head, he scratches that egg back and forth until he peeps his way out. If you'll take that as an example, or in a way of making a point, that's God's way for Christians to be born. Not walk up the altar and give a man your right hand and put your name on the book, but get down there and keep and cry and beg and plead and know God's strength and you come forth out of the shell of the world. If somebody, pastor, just cracks the shell and takes you out say, Oh, well, that's all right. We'll take you in anyhow. You're dead. That's all there is to it. You've got to come God's provided way. Amen. That's the way the rest of them had to come by being born of the Spirit of God. God. Stay there until... How long until? He told them first groups of Pentecostals to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until... Don't make any words one day, five days, nine days, or whatever it was. Stay there until they are filled with the Spirit until they're born again. Ducks and geese... They have never found a way for ducks and geese to, to get ready to come south from the north here than God's provided way for them to swarm. Some time ago I had a great lesson on that. I was down in Texas, and I noticed I was going down a road and traffic was stopped for most a half a mile. And I said to someone, What's the matter? He said, The geese is all across the road. Well, finally. When I got up there, you couldn't hear yourself think. They were having a revival. They were all getting ready for a flight. They were going home, going up north to their house where they could raise some little ones, and they were having a revival swarming before going. Now, that's God's provided way, a swarm. All of them get together. One was way over here, and one way over there, and one way over somewhere else. One in one rice paddy, and one in a wheat field. But something or another, some way, on a certain day, I don't know why, how, but on a certain day, here they all come together. This looks like something wrong. We call it instinct. It's a God-given yes. instinct oh, yeah. of get-together before the flight. You see what God's trying to do now? Pull his church from one side yes. to the other to get the revival, oh. kind of revival like the geese has always done. Yeah. Now, what if they tried another way? Said, well, now, we'll just take it another way. They never get there. No, sir. What if you say, well, I tell you what, we'll make a better way for them. We'll herd them all into a coop and take them up in a coop. Put them in a little chicken coop or make it a duck coop or a goose coop or whatever you want to do it. And put them into that. And then take them up there. You think that would be a better way? Say, oh, we can give them, oh, I tell you, we could feed them better along the road. No, you couldn't. There's such grain that's in the that's in the ponds and in the fields, weeds and things that they have to get in order to give them strength to be what they are when they get there. They if they didn't get that, they wouldn't be, They couldn't raise their young ones. They wouldn't be genuine ducks. They'd be hybrids like we are. You see, if they had to take that, but God's got a way of of doing it. Put them in a coop. You want them ducks to go right now. Put them in a denomination like that, they know that they were ready for the slaughter. That's all. That's what you do when you put them together. In a coop, Is they're going for the slaughter, the ducks got better sense than we got on that. When you go to coop them all up together in a man-made prison, well then, you see, the duck knows he has got his freedom to fly in the air and do as God provided for him to do and put him in a coop, then he, he's gone. That's all. You coop them when they're slaughtered and the duck knows better. We ought to know. Neither... Can you choose them a better route to go? route, if you want to call it, up here I think, down home in the south is still route. But up here I think they call it a route. you think if you could say, now listen, I'll tell you what you ought to do. You ought to go back a certain way and come down another way and down over this way. you think you could choose a better way for them to go than God's provided way for them to go? Well, you'd get them in some kind of a a something, you'd draw them across there, some magnet or something. They never. You're drawn through storms and through everything else. Half of them would be lost. Well, you can't give them a better way. They—they they go God's provided way. They can set those storms miles away and know how to ground themselves and get ready for the storm and rise again. God's got a provided way for them, and they have got duck sense enough to follow God's provided way. We don't. We try to make a better way than God made for us. See, we want to have something into it ourselves. A duck don't pay no attention to what he just goes the way God wants him to go. The way his ancestors did. The way his great-great-great-great-great-grandmother did. And all like that. If we just take our ancestry on back to Pentecost, we know how to get there. God had a provided way by his word and by his Holy Spirit. But we want to go some other way that Dr. So-and-so said. Or a certain group of men got together and said. that way off of God's provided way. The church sailed good in God's provided way to the council at Nicaea, Rome, and there's where they made their fatal mistake. What if you could take and now you think about finding them a better way? Or could you find them a better leader than God's provided leader for them? Now, maybe you take an old gander out here somewhere and take him out there and feed him on certain vitamins and so forth and give him a special call, you know. Send him out there and put a little honker on his mouth, and you might have a a, a melody that he could almost yodel with that. And you might write up in all the papers a, a duck that can yodel, and all, all the ducks is bound to find him. He'll know which way to take him because he's really cultured and educated, and he's fixed up. He can do it. You might you might sit out there and yodel all afternoon, and there never be a duck come around. him. <laughs> my sheep know oh my voice might sound prettier, he might have better wings, he, he might be fed better, he might be a better cultured duck, he might be able to do the twist or anything out there. You couldn't tell what he could do, but I'm telling you, the ducks would never follow him if he didn't give that certain sound that was right. That's right. Ducks know their leader by a God-given sound, a God-given instinct, and you'll never be able to get one any better than that, because that's God's actual provided way for them. Again, if you trained an old goose or a duck to take that group, you're probably taking right in the huddle of shotguns where people are watching for him. But you know, this God-provided leader takes him to God's provided place where he's got for him. He takes him right straight well, to Louisiana and down into the rice paddies where they're protected the rest of the year. Well, certainly, God knows what to do, and the duck knows to do what God wants him to do or provided for him. Notice, could you think you could invent a better provided instrument than what God's got for him? Now, that little duck never left the pond. He was born up there in the north woods. He never was off the pond in his life. But somehow he sails right up, can go east, west, north, south, whichever way he wants to go. But something constrains him to go right straight south. Tells him how to bypass the cold spells, the storms, and everything and get out of it right where the food is. God has an instrument in that duck yep. that leads him just exactly right, and they've never been able to find any better way for him. No, sir, the God's provided way. They they have never been able to find a better way for a baby to get what he wants than to cry for it. You might you might tell him all well, he can he could shake his little fist or he could goo like that, but he'll never get the attention like crying. He's got to cry for it. That's all. You might say, when well, I put my alarm clock on and I've got to feed this baby at a certain time, so many minutes to so many, much time I got to feed him, you turn that alarm clock on stick the bottle in his mouth, he'll go and spit it out. Put the milk in his mouth and he'll spit it out. It's not time yet, but God's got to provide a way. He turns the little alarm clock on down there. And when it is, he ain't going to stop until he gets his bottle. That's okay, all. Man. He cries for it. Now. God recommends this way also to his baby children to cry, his believers to cry for what they want. That's right. Cry for him for your needs. Now don't listen to intellectual speeches. Somebody say, Well, I tell you, this baptism of the Holy Spirit they can talk about, this divine healing and that kind of stuff. Well, I tell you it isn't for it isn't today. I can explain it that it's not for today. Listen to a real genuine baby of God won't pay no attention to that. He'll scream and yell and kick up his heels until he gets a vindicated answer back from that promise out of God's Word called, Man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God proceeds from the mouth of God. He cries, he cries until that word of promise is vindicated. God's little child living on the Word of God, there's not a better way in the world for him. That's all. He lives on what the Lord says for him to live by. And he stays there until it happens. Cries, kicks up his heels and just stays at it. Some of them say, oh, you can't receive the Holy Ghost. There is no such a thing. They tried to tell us that years ago. That there was no such a thing as speaking with tongues and prophecy and all these great gifts that God promised in the early church and gave to them. Them days has passed. You think that stopped
1: that hungry hearted people? They took the hold of this
0: word and know that the Bible said "He, the promise isn't to you and to your children Amen. and to them that's far all even as many as the Lord our God shall call. They stayed there on their faces and cried and begged and kicked up their heels and screamed until God poured out the same Holy Ghost upon them that He did on them at the beginning. Amen. 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 What is it? Amen. God's provided way. Right. They believed it. And God provided the way for him. Peter given the provided way on the day of Pentecost. Some of them says shake hands, peace sprinkled, come into the church. This is it. That's that. God's got to judge the church, the world by something. If he's going to judge it by the church, which church will it be? If he judges it by the Catholic Church, which Catholic Church? He judges by the Roman's Orthodox is lost, and if they judge by the Orthodox, the Greek Orthodox, then the others are lost. To judge it by the Baptist and Methodist law. Because you can't add one word or take one from it. See? Right? So remember, one word, disbelieve, one word, caused ever heartache, ever sickness, ever death, and even the coming of the Lord Jesus to die to redeem us. Eve, she disbelieved, just reason with Satan, or Satan reasoned with her. Well, that, honestly, God won't do it. See, that's Lucifer's business today. Say, God can't turn us down. We're two bigger people. We stand tens of thousands, millions strong. Yeah. You think God could turn us down? He's sure he's already done it. When you reject his word, you're on the other side. That's
1: right.
0: It isn't God turned you down. you turned God down. That's yeah. do what oh, yeah. yeah. See, you've got to take the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by a few of the words. A word every now and then, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, man shall live by that. And this scripture is written by the Holy Spirit. That's right. And the Holy Ghost is God. And every this man moved oh by the Holy Ghost wrote this Bible, and I believe every word of it is perfectly the truth of God, and cannot be tampered with. And we'll be judged by this book at the end of the, of life's journey. Yes, sir, I don't believe in intellectual speeches. I believe in the Word itself. And then stay with that promise until it's made manifest and fulfilled. Then you've got it. What? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I just think another day, the Bible said that the sins of Sodom vex the soul of Lot daily. I just thought, how many Lots is there in this United States? Man sitting in their study, good man sitting in their study, looking out the window, and seeing these modern stripteases on the street, and uh, carrying on the weight, they can't say nothing about it. They know it's wrong. They can't say nothing. Half their, con- yeah, 90% of their congregation wear it. Bob-haired women wearing shorts, man smoking cigarettes, taking sociable drinks, telling dirty jokes. They know better than to say that. Yeah. If they do, their denominational headquarters, they stir up something like that, they're excommunicated from it. See, a modern law, but not the common audacity, not the real spiritual truth within them, enough grace to stand that'll look upon sin and can't call it out, God, give us some Abraham, that'll separate themselves from these things. Right? Oh, at the day that we're living, yes, sir, his word is always the truth, always the truth. His believing children believe for it and cry for it until his word is vindicated. And His Word is always His will. If you want to know what the will of God is, find it in the Bible. It's God's Word. Anything contrary to it is perverted. And don't get into that high-bred condition. What God said, that's the truth. If somebody takes you and says, Now, I come into the church, and I, we don't believe in receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We don't believe that. We believe that you actually believe when you believe you receive the Holy Ghost. Paul said in Acts the 19th chapter, Have you
1: received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Amen.
0: Have you received the Holy Ghost? Well, how did you receive the Holy Ghost, you said? Peter said on the day of Pentecost, said, Repent every one of you. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. The promise is to you and your children. It's like people reading the prescription on a medicine bottle and won't take the medicine. What good does it do to read the prescription? We go away to seminaries and learn uh, uh, church history and we learn ethics of the church and learn what the Bible says and all the Greek words, and we can tell you what it means. But that's just tell you what the Bible says, what the direction says. I can tell you what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. I can tell you that the promise is not to you. But you say I believe that I can be this medicine sitting here for the disease is right. But until I take it, yeah. I got to take it. Yeah. See the, the sincerity of it doesn't matter. I say I sincerely believe that that's true. But you got to take it. And when you take it, it shows the effects upon the patient. And when you take yeah. God's word, it shows genuine, holy, most effects. beast, yeah. Abraham's seed does something to you. It takes a hold of you. It shakes the unbelief out of you. sets your affections on things above. Where Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And he is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word is with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and the Word is still God. And if the Word be lifted up, and you receive it into your heart, It'll draw you to God. That's right, because it is God. Amen.
1: Oh, how I love it.
0: Words always the truth. Yes, sir. Never a better way than God's provided way. There was a prophet one time, the name of Job. He needed him. He needed some comfort. And he, his church members come condemning him and saying, "Job, you know you you you're just not right with God," and they condemned him. But he still needed comfort. His wife couldn't even comfort him. She said, Job, you are to curse God and then die the death." But he said, thou speakest like a foolish woman. And Job stayed with it until God provided for him a vision of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? He said, when the vision came, he said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And at the last days he'll stand upon the earth. And though the skin worms destroys his body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Whom I shall see for myself mine eyes shall behold another. Now remember, the vision is he saw Jesus and Jesus is the Word. Then when Job needed a comforter, God sent him a vision of the Word. Amen. That's the comfort I get, is reading the Word. Reading the Word. Jesus said, let every man's word be a lie and mine be true. Don't care what someone else says. I, I respect what they say. But when it comes to believing, if it's contrary to God's word, I don't believe it. That's right. Amen. I do not believe nothing but what the God's Word said, for man shall live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Yes. Not just so much of the word. He said all the word. The whole Bible through. Man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, that's how man lives. That's God's provided way for him to live. And Job was a prophet that lived even before the Bible was written. And notice, he was a prophet. And the word of the Lord comes to the prophet. And then when he wanted comfort, he could find none. He went to his church, and his church didn't didn't have any comfort for him, but accusation against him. But he stayed until God showed him the word by vision. And then he was comforted. And he stayed on his feet, and the lightning flashed, and the thunder roared. And he said, though the skinworms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Death or anything else strike me, it doesn't make a bit of difference, because I'll see God. I saw the vision of his word. Israel one day, they was uh, in Egypt down there in captivity. And they needed a way. They needed a way out of Egypt. And notice, we find out that a man got trained by the name of Moses. He was trained in all the military might, next pharaoh to be, down in Egypt. He's trained in all the military might. He thought someday he would deliver his people. And he come out, this mighty man, mighty in word indeed, Moses. And he tried with his military might, but it wasn't God's provided way. He lacked something. But one day, when he was on the back side of the desert, what he lacked, the burning bush had, and Moses yeah. saw a vision of the Word. That was God. And when he did, the vision spoke the Word. I remember my promise. Amen. amen. To Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, and I remember. I promised them, and I come down to deliver them. Amen. Oh, amen.
1: amen. Oh
0: my, then as I spoke the other night at the tabernacle, Moses become a prisoner to God. Oh, Unless God can get you a prisoner, Paul become a prisoner. Yeah. You, you can't look at what you think, you can't look at what somebody else thinks, you've got to go just what he says to you, you're a prisoner. Amen. Paul knew that he was pressing the Spirit to go a certain place when he didn't want to go. He knew that the Spirit forbid him to go a certain places. He knew he had to hold his peace at many times. Now, little old fortune teller run out at him one day, uh, hollering around behind him, and Paul, that spirit of God, he wanted to rebuke it day after day, and finally, he got the message, rebuked him, and he turned around.
1: He couldn't do it until God said so.
0: Oh, if the church could only be so in the glorious presence of God, someday God will turn loose his power into it. Things will take place. But you can't mix your diet, you'll become a hybrid, stay exactly what God said, stay right in the Word, and God will vindicate it to be the truth. Yes, sir. God provided Israel a way. He anointed a prophet, sent a pillar of fire, and vindicated the word that the prophet spoke by signs, by signs of creation. Moses, go stretch your stick out over the sea, out towards the east, and say, let there come flies. Moses, a man with the word of God, knowing that a man cannot create. He stuck his pole back towards the east like that and said, let there be flies all over Egypt and flies created and come into existence by the word of a man. Amen. God uses a man for his history. He can only speak to man. I am the vine. He are the branches. Amen. Right. He said there were no frogs. He said, Moses, go out there and raise up thy stick and call for frogs. That was God's commission to him. And Moses said, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, maybe the days of that, I never hear such a thing as that. I better go a little easy. He didn't have any intellectual denominations to tell him what to do. He lived by the promise of God. He was a prisoner in the house of God. He could only go and do as a spirit. Let him do it.
1: Amen. Yeah. <laughs> And
0: he raised up the stick and spoke and frogs come into existence. Sure, they provided a lamb when they needed something for their sin. God's provided way, made a lamb. God's provided way, made a way across the Red Sea when they was in a trap. God's provided way, provided them a prophet, provided them a pillar of fire to follow them, a vindication of the word, a man proved of God that what he said come to pass, showed them exactly what it was. And yet when they crossed the sea, they wanted a law. (laughs) See, that's just human beings. That's just the way man operates. He wants to inject his own ways. Oh, God's provided way is always the way of sending his word. Death struck Egypt. He was going to kill everything in Egypt. Now, remember, when the boils were breaking out, when the fire was falling, and when the rains come and the hail come, God provided a place for his elect not to get into that. He had a place called Goshen. Now there was coming a spirit of death. Upon the land, and every man, remember, death is the reason we die. And Israel had to have something to keep them from dying, or death would have struck them too. Yeah, because of the wages of sin is death, and Israel had sin, And God, so that they would not die, His people who were trying to follow Him, He provided a lamb and a blood over a door that protected their firstborn. Amen. God's provided way. While Egypt thought they could shut themselves in around all their great theologians and witch doctors and whatever they had. Uh, and death angels swept right in over top of that cause it was without blood. In any religion today, it hasn't got the blood life of Jesus Christ behind it. The death angel's on it. Amen.
1: Right? Amen. right? Amen. Death
0: angel separated from God. Yes, indeed. That kebab is wrote on every bit of it. That hasn't got the blood. You say, well, I'm glad the blood. If the blood hasn't taken effect, if it hasn't taken effect and you see it in your life as a consecrated child of God with what Jesus said would take place, then be careful. You might have something else besides the blood. You might have a little injection of theology in there, something, yeah. a little injection of some sensation. You say, I quivered, I shook, I danced, I did this. Be careful of the medicine ever strikes you, It's good for every human being. It'll save from sin. It'll clean up from a life of sin. It'll make a different person out of you. It'll take the doubt away. It'll make you a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Death Egypt. God separated belief from unbelief. That day by the by the blood upon the door, Moses, a faithful servant who followed every precept of God, when he comes to a place he had to die, he's getting so old, 120 years old he had to die, he had no place to die. He didn't want to die down there, that murmurs and everything like that. God provided him a rock. <laughs> He started climbing, until he got above all the unbelief, and God had a rock laying there, and he died on that rock looking to the promised land. That's the place, that rock is Christ Jesus. That points you to the promised land. You get on him one time, and you'll see every promise of God is true. If if ye abide in me and my word in you, then ask what you will. It'll be done for you, because he is the word. It just manifests itself through you when you abide in Him. Notice, after he died, he was way up in the wilderness. He needed pallbearers. God provided angels. Why? Because no man on this earth could take him where he was going. that had take somebody to pack him over there and it took angels along, along. Enoch needed a ladder one day. He walked 500 years with God and pleased him. He needed a ladder. God provided him a house. Walked right up home. Elijah needed a rope one time and God gave him a chariot with horses to it. Oh my! Samson needs a spear. And God gave him a jawbone. But why don't you? And he beat out a thousand Philistines with it. God provides your needs. God has a way. What if, Sam, what if Samson said, now "Wait a minute! This jawbone isn't sharp. It isn't a spear. Look at that big thick helmets on them Philistines. He just took God's provided way and beat right into it. That's all you need is to take what God says and go to beat him with it. Just as as you can, you'll get yourself free after a while. Yes, sir. Yes. Joshua needed a bridge. God provided a, a power, a floodgate, a spiritual floodgate that held back Jordan so he could go on and fulfill God's word, the promise. He needed a bridge. Daniel needed a fence to keep the lions off of him. God gave him an angel. See, that's God's provided way. What needed? God provided. And God provided in his own way. Now, what if Daniel said, now, wait a minute. I can think of a better way than that pillar of fire standing here before me now. That that line might not uh, have any effect upon him. He might come right on through that pillar of fire. If you just get me a great big fence and fence me in. See? That would have been Daniel trying to do something. But he just accepted God's provided way. Laid down and went to sleep slept all night just in peace. God provided a way. Yes, sir. Oh, my. The Hebrew children needed some water. A fire hose down there to put out all that fire when they jumped in there. But God provided the fourth man. <laughs> yes, sir. That's all they needed. What's well, that now, wait a minute. There's somebody else to go in there. That won't help. we got to have a fire hose to put all this out. They accepted the God's provided way and he kept the fire off. Up. It wasn't even a yeah, fire They went God's provided way. The wise man needed a compass to guide them to the newborn babe. But God provided a star. See, they took the star. That's all they needed. The world needed a Savior. God provided the Son. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The church needed power. God provided the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He didn't provide a book of ethics. He didn't provide a Christian government. He provided the Holy Ghost. That's what God provided. You never say, go up there and study up in Jerusalem up there until I get a certain amount of education in dry and document you so-and-so. He said, wait until you are due with power from on high. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yeah. Then you shall be my witnesses. Yeah, In true. Jerusalem, Samaria, and Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> and so forth. See? All the world. That is God's provided witnesses, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. God. God didn't provide a book of ethics. He did not provide a denomination. They said we want to become full Christians. Well, are you wait till you study so long. Wait till you learn the creed. He never said learn anything. He said, wait till you feel." Amen. Someone said the other day, he said, Well, Mr. Branham, don't you believe in denominations? I said, I've got nothing against the people in them, but I certainly don't believe in their systems. He said, Well, why? How would we pay? What would we do? I said, That wasn't God's provided way in the first place. He said, What denomination you belong to? I said, None. He said, What do you belong to? I said, A kingdom. He yeah. said, How do you get in? I said, You're born into, You're born into the kingdom of God. He gives witness by the Word of God that we pass from death unto life because we're in the kingdom of God. That God, God needed a leader for the church. He didn't educate a bishop. Neither did he, he send a high priest or a pope or no one else. But he sent the Holy Ghost. A man died, their systems and everything else. But the Holy Ghost is the eternal God. They cannot die. He gave them an eternal leader. And that is the Holy Ghost. They needed something to guide them, to tell them what to do, how to live, how to meet the public, how to meet the fierceness of the day, how to combat sickness, how to combat this, how to combat sin. Man's got all kinds of ways of joining this, and creeds of this, and documents of this, and baptisms of this, and every kind of sensations, and little quivers, and funny feelings, and everything else, but still remains the Holy Ghost in God, and wait way, for his marriage, Amen. And the Holy Ghost is God, and God is the Word. The Holy Ghost is this Word made. The Holy Ghost is the thing that brings this promised word to life.
1: Yeah, yeah. You say,
0: I had a feeling. If you don't vindicate this word, forget that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, well, I've done this, I've done that. I've been baptized this way, that way. I don't care what you've been done. If the Holy Ghost is on you, this word is vindicated through you. Because Jesus said, these signs shall
1: not believe all
0: good. the world and every creature. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. God's provided way. 2,000 years. That went all right for about 300 years. Then they had a council meeting one time. And I see room. And they wanted to inject something. Then after Martin Luther, another angel of God brought forth the message, then they had a, another injection. And then after John Wesley had another injection. And so forth, a council meeting. Until they got this place, until the churches has become hybrid by the ethics of man's teaching. And there's a grave falling away now. The church needs a scriptural sign truth. And this last stage, it needs something. Look at the different denominations, the twistings, as we close now before we have the prayer line. Look at the twistings of the scripture. Think of our different denominations. Think of our Pentecostal ways. Think of our Baptists, our Presbyterian, our Lutheran, Even to our independents. Whatever, Lord. Fellow, I don't know where to stand. The church needs today a scriptural vindication. What did Jesus say in St. John, the 14th chapter, the 12th verse? He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also.
1: The very things
0: that I do, shall he do also. Notice, he promised. As it was in the days of Jonas the prophet, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. See, he said, for as Jonas was in the belly of the whale three days and night, and was raised up as was from the dead, that'll be a sign to a wicked and adulterous generation. Now, we are living in the last days with a promised sign of the resurrection. After 2,000 years been documented and drawing off the road and this way and that way, the so people don't know what to do. But Jesus told them and promised them, as it was in the days of Lot and Sodom, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Yeah. Compare it today. Take Genesis 6 and look what he said. How the renowned man, how women would get pretty. We got the prettiest group of women that ever was on earth since that time. Women are much prettier than they was years ago. They got so many different things to make them pretty. So many different paints and powders and fixes and hairdo's and everything and immoral clothes and things to make them attractive. A man come to me yesterday. He said, I got a boy sixteen, Brother Branham. I got a boy twelve. I take him on the street, these little stripteases out here. He said, The boys are little males. He said, What can I tell them? I said, Sir, I don't know. Take them to Christ, and let them get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and they'll turn their heads. Into them modern strip.." Teams. Remember, when the sons of God looked upon the daughters of man and seen they were fair, they tuck unto them women. Tuck unto them women. Look over here at this great scandal in England. Look through the United States. Look at these call girls in the U.N. Everything else, oh, it's just terrible. And that's a man renowned. We're right back in that hour. The red lights are flashing everywhere the coming of the, of the Lord. And Jesus said, as it was before Sodom was burned, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. It's right. The women are becoming so, they don't realize what they're doing. An evil spirit upon them. Why would a woman take her toes off like that to expose herself? She don't mean to be bad. They, they, they're just caught in that trap and they don't know it. Just like it was back there in that time. Female flesh being displayed everywhere. See, very attractive. Runs the sons of God right out of their mind nearly. And then a, and then a solemn Gabor law to protect them from. What a disgrace in our government standing for such stuff as that! I wish I could be governor for a while or have this nation ever. I caught a woman dressed like that. She'd go to woman's prison for life. Yeah, she'd uh, never be able. Yeah. Uh, if I caught a woman
1: and like yeah. a, a man like that.
0: If a woman and a man was caught living like that, they both become sterile. That's all there is to it. It performed right out in public by the doctors. Yes, sir, we'd put the penalty. Is little, what is law without penalty? The penalty of God's law is death. Sin is death. Yeah. Right. We need a law that's stern. Oh, my, what? We've got now a bunch of politics. You can be swayed any way you want to. The whole thing's corruptible. Hurry, church, back to the Word of the Living God. Live off of that and not alone, because that's what God's people should live by. God promised this church a scriptural sign. He said the resurrection would be reproduced. Jesus Christ and his church would become so they'd be one in the last days. He promised it. Now we know that is true. Now he also promised that there would be a restoring of the faith. We read over in Jude that said in Jude, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now we're promised in Malachi 4, by the same system he always did, that we would be restored back to the original faith. Oh, oh my! Back to the original seed. Back to the seed. like it begin on the day of Pentecost. Back to the same doctrine, word by word, power by yeah. power. Hey, Amen. The same thing. Yeah. Just exactly like it was about at the beginning, through signs and wonders of the living presence of Jesus Christ. After two thousand years, He's still alive. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I told Billy at 30 minutes, throw something at me. and quit preaching. Now, I have done went over that time. Notice, I just get, I know I ha- we ain't got much more time. The hour is here.
1: Yeah.
0: Friends, don't just come to the meeting. Say, well, I really enjoy it. It's a little hot, but I enjoy it. Don't do that. Be sincere. Move into it. Make confessions. Paint yourself up. If there's little doubts and frustrations in your heart, don't even come into prayer line. No, sir, I want clean. Our confessions is a roundabout way. I had a woman on an interview here a few weeks ago, and she said I found in there where she had a baby, belonged to another man. And she had lived with two boys, and she took this one boy and married him because she liked him better and said the baby was his and she knew all the time it belonged to somebody else. And she said, I confess that. I said, Yeah, here's the way you said it. Oh dearie, old oh, dearie. What if you thought something about old dearie? You know, old John, oh boy, oh boy, what, what if I told you this baby belonged to somebody else to eat? You wouldn't believe it, would you? No? Well, what if it did? Oh, well, say, John, are we going out tonight to have some hamburgers? That's not confession!
1: Get out on your knees! That's way people come to
0: God! Oh, Lord, you're so good, you just let me do anything I want to. Don't you believe that? God's got a law you live by. So you clean up and wash out and confess it's and believe with all your heart. And come back to you're still guilty. Break
1: down.
0: You can't do that. You got to tear the thing down. Yes. People's got to come godly sincerely, get on their knees, and stay there until the results takes place. That that come. Holy Ghost power of God's come. love injects into your heart, and makes you confess all your sins and all your unbelief, and accept Jesus Christ. God has said everything He could. Watch how He proved it the first time, like right? Brother Baker was saying a while ago. See. How did they know he was Messiah when he seen the woman at the well? He told her what was wrong with her. Quickly, that woman, in that horrible condition, living with six husbands, said, You've had five, and the one you're living with now is not your husband. Six husbands, six men on the string she was running with, in that condition. But when she was told, she seemed that the word of God sharper than a two-edged sword, a discerner of the thoughts of the heart, she said, Sir. You must be a prophet. Now, the word of the Lord comes to the prophet, see, to reveal these things. said, you must be a prophet. We had had prophets for hundreds of years. But said, you must be a prophet. Now, we know that we're looking for the Messiah. And when the Messiah comes, that's what he'll do. Jesus said, I'm he. And the people of the city, of that entire city of Sychar, every man believed Jesus Christ. He didn't have to do it again. He did it that one time, and every man believed him because the woman said so. Her testimony, she'd been changed so they couldn't keep from believing it. Oh, give us men and women with positive testimonies that'll bring man to repentance again. They believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, by that sign he proved that he was a Messiah. God helped me by the same sign with his Spirit to prove that he's... Yeah, yeah. Only by the word of God shall we live. His promises that He would do it. Now accept God's provided way at the end time. If you're sick tonight, God has a provided way. Yes. Jesus Christ is a provided way. If you're sinful tonight, unbelieving, can't live right, can't seem to s- get settled down, Jesus Christ is God's provided way. Just believe Him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then he is the Holy Spirit, which he is. Holy Spirit is Jesus and Christ in form of the Spirit. A little while the world will see me more, yet ye shall see me, because I will be with you even in you. The Holy Spirit, Christ, called it I. See, Christ, God, the Holy Spirit, in him was to be in his church unto the end of the world. God's word, in the works that I do shall you also... A little while in the world won't see me anymore, yet you shall see me, for I am going to be in you. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also in you until the end of the world. God has a provided way for believing children. Jesus Christ is that way, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let us bow our heads just a moment. Why do you have your heads bowed? Do you believe that he is the way is there some here that would like to believe that and never has accepted it yet friend would you raise your hand be that sincere here in this old arena tonight and say brother Bram, pray for me i don't want I, I don't want to meet god this way and remember we broke in on a conversation picking up a phone in a certain place of the other day and a woman had just got in and a man was calling her back without with her and this woman supposed to be a Christian and he said, Is your husband still asleep? Yeah. Said if he ever finds out, we would, said, don't make any difference to me. And a little baby crying. Uh, Do you really, And you understand as a in this dirty, filthy world. She's at the end. God's good. We won't be one building setting by another in Chicago one day. Or nowhere else. God is fixing to ring out that sixth seal upon the earth. Break that seal and turn to the wrath of God upon the earth. But before he does that, the church will be gone. The bride will be gone. The church won't. She'll go through the tribulation. But the bride will be gone. His little wife won't go through that. Don't you want to be one of the members of her tonight? If you do and want to be remembered in prayer with your head bowed, raise your hands. God bless you. God bless you. 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 Our Heavenly Father. All the words that I could say would not mean nothing in comparison with one word you would say. I'm just a man quoting what you said. I pray for these who raise their hands. God grant me. That great vision this morning tore me up, Lord. I'm still tore up. And I pray that, that you'll help me. quiet me, Lord. I'm nervous. And I ask that, that you'll help. If there be these that's raised their hands nice straight into the building here, or by some means, let the great Holy Spirit speak to them now, and may they come sweetly to you. I know the custom is, Lord, call people around the altar. We believe that's all right. But according to the Scripture, it said as many as believed was baptized. And I pray, God, that these people of Russia for Christian baptism, believing on you and confessing their sins, and accepting Jesus Christ and His blood for their pardon. Then rise and be baptized, calling upon the name of the Lord, washing away their sins, and then may they be filled with the Holy Spirit of His seed. that life that changes their old nature, gives them a new hope, lets them look only become a prisoner from any desire, any ambition. Like the great Saint Paul, wanted to be a rabbi. He wanted to be a great man. He trained his father and mother trained him to be so. And back there on the backside of that desert, after meeting that pillar of fire that day. And told him, it's hard for you to kick against the grave. Call his name Saul. Saul. How could a pillar of fire call his name? But he said, I'm Jesus. And he knew that's what Jesus did when he was on earth. He knew that pillar of fire was the Christ that led his people out of Egypt through the wilderness, and he know that that was still the anointed. And Lord, we know you're still the same today. I pray for each one. Give them peace in their hearts, Lord sanctify this little church, and they always connected with it, all the strangers in our gates. For Jesus' sake, I ask that. And then, Father, I pray also that you'll heal the sick. Vindicate what I've said to be true. Yes, Lord. My time's running out, Father. I'm getting old, and I pray that you'll help me just to win every soul that I can. And God, let the people see tonight that if the Almighty himself comes down in our midst and proves that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, May the people see that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Grant it, Lord, and not harbor themselves with some uh, great infections of of, uh, some disease, uh, germ that brings unbelief in their heart. But may that infection be taken out by the power of the Spirit. That the germ of eternal life might live in them, that they might grow to the full statue of Jesus Christ. That in this last day, that he and his wife would be one, granted, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Now, believe you people that raise your hand, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and accept Him as your Savior, and believe Him that His blood and that alone atones for your sin, then i want you to see some of these ministers here for baptism right away they'll tell you what to do from there now for the sick and afflicted those who have prayer cards let's start from number one and start and get a few of them up here i say about one to 15 i'm running about 15 20 minutes late it should have been out 15 20 minutes ago number one who's got it the prayer card number one raise up your hand everyone who has prayer card number one
1: Stand up, everyone. Who's got
0: prayer card number one? If you can stand up, we can't see too good here. The lighting situation is not good. Prayer card number one, number two, number three, number four, five, six, seven, eight. Our uh, lady here, one to fifteen. Stand up now while the rest of us bow our heads. Come out over here. Come over here, number 1 to 15. While we bow our heads and pray for this lady. She's sick uh, over here. This is what you have here life While we pray to him for her. it's awfully all pray haughty. Your night of respiration just portioned out of my shoes. Let's pray now. All will pray them. Our Heavenly Father, grant these blessings to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Son, let grace, mercy, peace help our dear sister God as she's sick and needs. Let the Holy Ghost come upon her, Father, and give to her back good health. Again, she's sick. Come to church tonight more than joy. here we find her sitting here sick, faint because of the hotness of the heat of the church. God grant her healing. I pray these blessings in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. The Lord, bless now, believe. I see her nod her head in such a way herself now. And now, if somebody going to take her out, where she get a little air. It's all the way If you just stand right here and know what it, what it means for this time now. Now, let's see how many you got you One, ten, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. Let's get the prayer line started. Now, everyone, just as reverent as you can. Now, everyone be praying. While well, pianist, give us a card over there, if you will. Only believe. Only believe. Yes, all, all things are possible. Only believe. I, everyone, reverently and in prayer now. All right. Now, don't move around the more. Don't, don't get people going in and out. Don't do that, because this is very dangerous. See? very, very dangerous. All right. Now, everybody, tighten down, pray, and believe now with all your heart. Well, if they don't answer to their call, that's all. I know. This make the call. Okay. Alright. How many's missing? Two's missing? Number two? Who's got prayer card number
1: two?
0: Is there other speaking people here besides English? Prayer card number two. The boy just mixes those cards up in hands them mouth and anybody gets them. Don't take it if you're not coming. You must come up if you're coming. Don't give it to nobody else. You have to come yourself. Prayer card number two. All right. If it's not here, that's not is It's just awfully hot. Very, very hot. And maybe this lady it. Or you got prayer card number two, lady. You got prayer card number two. Maybe she's Norwegian or something. You don't speak. Billy, check that card down there. Somebody says she has number two. Yeah. Now, um. Number two, all right. Number one, two, all right, now. Okay, now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's
1: about two or three more missing.
0: One to fifteen, if you will. Be a reverend now. All right, now, be real reverend. and pray now. How many is gonna be praying? Raise your hands. I'm gonna be praying. I'm gonna be praying. Believe in God. Now, how many out here doesn't have a prayer card? And you know God's gonna see you. You believe God? All right. Everyone now. Everyone believe. Just have faith. Don't doubt. Believe God with all your heart. All right. It kind of makes everybody hurry and excitable. And the spirit of the Lord don't like that at all. See, let's get quiet. think quiet yourself. Just say, "Lord, here I am. I'm here to serve you. I love you, and I know you grant my request." Can you hear me? I'll try to stand right here. A lady here. Here's a beautiful Bible picture again. Here's the lady that's a colored lady. I'm a white man. Certainly brings out a beautiful Bible picture to you strangers. Jesus met the woman at the well. She was a Samaritan. He was a Jew. And they begin to talk. He said, Bring me a drink, went to talking to her, and he found out what her trouble was. But first he asked her to give a drink, and she wouldn't grant it because she was of another race. And he let her know right away there was no difference in races. And here we are tonight, after two thousand years. Now Jesus Christ comes that the things that he did, the believer would do also. chapter 12 verse and now wow he was the word is that right and he said if ye abide me my words in you as what you will now if this woman's sick i couldn't heal her nobody could heal her god's already done it if she's a sinner i couldn't save her god's already did it she just has to believe it but now if Jesus is the saint yesterday and forever to give an eternal sign of his resurrection in this last days, then he would speak through me if I'm his servant and call for this purpose. Now all servants are not called to do that. See? See? But there is at least in the generation one that they have that. Now, but if this be so is to show to the rest of them in your ministry that God is with you. See, he does other things. I have spoken tongues, I don't, I don't do it all the time, I've done it 4 or 5 times in my life. I didn't know what I was doing, here myself speaking one day and didn't thought Look around I see what was going on. Heard somebody sound like speaking German, I'm looking to see where it was, just me doing it myself. Right? And I thought I could run really through a group and sneak over a wall. Right? But find out it was me, I just kept real still They got finished. And it's the Holy Spirit made intercessions for a woman later on showed up. Very, very bad. TV and the Lord heal her. But now here, to this audience, this lady's strange. she's a color lady, and she's somewhere around my age, but I've never seen her. She's just a woman. Now, she's standing here for some reason. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. I don't know what the matter. But if the Holy Spirit can redeem me, what her trouble is. Or what she's here for, or, or what she wants, or something like that, or what she has done, or what she ought to have done, or something like that. And then and let her be the judge whether you like right or not. Will that convince everybody that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today? We'll talk to each other just a moment, because get it quiet to see. The Holy Spirit's very timid. Now, just talking to you like our Lord did the moment woman as well. Now, see, it wouldn't be me because I don't know you, but you see, I'm a body of flesh, your body of flesh, but inside of it is a spirit and a soul, inside of me is a spirit and a soul, and then when this spirit, inside of me, if it be the spirit of Christ, see, then in a gift that I was born, just like you go to sleep and dream anything you dream to dream. this five senses has become inactive, and then you're over here and breathing. And then, when these five senses come active again, you're awake. See, because your subconscious is way out from your first conscious. But when they're both right together, you don't go to sleep. You just break over into that. You're still in your five senses. You understand? That's a gift. For the uh, it's a prophetic gift. A vindication that gift. Christ is still the same. See? See, we have ministers. Bless God, used to receive it. He just will them burly type. In. See, that's God's way. They have other type that don't do that, but they do something else. All of it is gifts to the Spirit. Apostles, prophets, and pastors, you believe God sent me to do that? You do. You do. thank you, sister. That's What I call you, sister, because when you said that, I felt the Spirit say that's right. Now you're here. I see you now, people can still hear me. The woman's having a sleepless time. She can't sleep. That's right. Very getting sick too. You can't hardly eat. You're getting very sick. It, you're afraid it's gallstones. That's right. Exactly. You're right. Sick nausea feeling. Gotcha. Then you you're there's somebody else that you're interested in. That's your that's your husband. And he has a, a, a kind of a, a nervous, mental nervousness, it's kind of a real mental nervous, And he's bothered with some kind of a trouble, and then he's trying to get something to uh, something, uh, a business deal. It's a pension or something he's trying to, that's right, a pension he's trying to, that's a, that's a pension. And then I see a little boy, he's about uh, 12 years old, or something like that, just a little fella. And he's really not your son, he's a, he's a, okay. you've raised him. And uh, there's something you think of him. something went wrong with him. He isn't, he's just a little boy. He'll be all right. Cheers, really. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everything. Everything will be all right. Oh,
1: please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I do you believe God can tell me who you are. You believe that God can tell me who you are ladies? Mr. Ed?
0: <laughs> Sonny, all right. You mind your auntie?
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. She thought something
0: happened, but it happened. You're just a little boy. You don't mean to. have a, a nervous condition. You have roaring in your head. Oh, going like that all the time. That's right. Then you was examined for a growth. And they found the growth is in the record. You bleed with all your heart now. Yes. That's right. Yes. On your road, bleeding, you'll get well.
1: Believe with all your heart.
0: Just have faith, don't doubt. Believe that Jesus
1: Christ and yesterday, today, forever.
0: This younger person that you're here for. No, it's two. You got two daughters, and they both have a, like a nervous break. Lord God be merciful to them, children. You believe if I was, if I will speak his word, you believe they'll come out of it. I know go receive it. God
1: bless you. Amen. If thou canst
0: believe all things are possible, you believe in it, don't you? You believe with all your heart? that throat trouble will get all right? All right, you can I see that woman flashing here and back there and here and I kind what want to sit there for you for a baby. All right, you'll get over it. It'll be all right. Don't doubt. it. Thank you. You believe in all your heart?
1: You believe in Jesus
0: Christ the same yesterday? Lord Jesus will reveal to me what your trouble is. you believe me? You have a nervous condition, complications. Of course, a woman your age, here's the great thing is a growth. You believe God can tell me where the growth is? It's on your left breast. Is that right? All right. Go believe it. Just come on. Amen. Have faith in God. Obedience is better than sacrifice, hardening until the line. That's a rings. Is that right? Amen. Lord Jesus, be merciful. My, my, my obedience. Sincerity and obedience. How the Lord Jesus did something that I'm we'll tell you just in Just believe, don't doubt. Leave God heal you there, sister. of the Little Yellow Grace. Don't set your foot on it. Hearts are received. Just have faith. Don't doubt. Sitting right back there in that second row, you got your own trouble, too, that lady looking right here at me. But you believe in Jesus Christ speaking well? Get up, get somebody a place to get out. Five minutes more, you're in healed. You he missed it, but you got it. You can have your request now. You. you believe that God can make you well? You believe God can tell me what your trouble is? You got diabetes. Your husband's here with it too, isn't he? Both of you get well. Go believe it. From all your heart. Asthmatic, nervous, do you believe God can make you well? You believe with all your heart? Let me lay hands on you. Fine. In the name of Jesus Christ, please be with Arthritis, you believe that God will make you well? Or just go say, Thank you, Lord. Oh, my. Nervous, arthritis, stomach, just believe with all your heart. On, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well. You know the blood is where our life is, isn't it? But God can heal anything. Do you believe that? Blood, anything else? course, they thank you, Lord. Course, what if I just laid hands on you and said, "The Lord bless you"? Would you believe you'd be healed? Come through, and say, "In the name of Jesus Christ, God, make him well." Amen. Have faith. I never seen so many people this this lady here has arthritis too. Complications, things, patience? That's right. You believe God makes you well, all right? We want to say thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. How many out there wants to believe now? Man shall not live by bread, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Do you believe that the mouth of God said this? Book? Jesus Christ is God in flesh. You know that. No argument about that. He wasn't just a prophet; he was God. God made manifest in the flesh. The last thing he said, according to the gospel, when he left the earth, these signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. You believe that with all your heart? Now, how many believers are here? Raise up your hands. All right? Now, I want you to do something. How many here have something wrong with them that they want to be prayed for? Raise up your hands. Now, looks like everyone. Now, here's what you do you exercise your faith. I'll exercise my faith and we'll make it. a union. It's getting late for God. And then, will you pray for the person that's got their hands laid on you? Because they're going to be praying for you. See? You'd Like, like, uh, I, here was someone. They had their hands on me. And I have my hands on them. I'm praying for them. They're praying for me. I'm saying, Lord, I am a believer. This lady, this gentleman, this boy, girl, whatever, is suffering. Please, dear God, I suffer. I know what they're going through with. Heal them, dear God. Be deeply sincere. Be deeply sincere. Just pray like that you'd want them to pray for you. See, do to others as you have others do to you. Now, you pray for the person you put your hand on just the way that you want Jesus to pray for you. Watch what happens. See, God's Word can't fail. Is that right? It's the truth. It, It just can't fail. Now, now, first thing we do, let's just wait just a moment and confess all of our unbelief. let confess all of our sins. Confess all that we've ever done that's wrong. Let's just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Let, I want this to be a real meeting where Jesus Christ can be manifested. Jesus Christ can be magnified. Now, while I'm talking to you, just confess everything. Say, Lord, I, I've had a lot of doubts. But right here in your presence tonight when i I stand and see the very thing that's totally impossible without you. No one can do that. You'd be ashamed to call it an evil spirit. Well, oh, that's unforgivable. See, Jesus said so. Called the work of the Holy Spirit that the Bible said He would do, and call it an evil spirit, and that's unforgivable. See, so you say I'm standing right here now, knowing if they're sitting here, whatever position you're in, knowing that. it's... It, it, that you're here. Well, you couldn't do these things. And now, our brother Brandon, he just has faith to believe that your word is true and he has a gift. I have a gift too, a gift of your love. I have a gift of your spirit in me. I have a gift to me and in that gift is healing. Now, I'm, I'm asking healing for my sick friends in here. I'm asking healing and they're going to ask healing for me. Now, you forgive me in my sins. Lord Jesus, if I've done or said anything wrong, Forgive me. Reveal it to me, Lord. I'll go make it right. If you just reveal it and show me what I've done wrong, I'll go make it right. And I pray now for mercy for this audience. Grant it, Lord. Have mercy upon the sick and afflicted. Those people are here praying. They believe. They've seen you present. I've seen you, Lord. All of us have seen the very evidence of a living God. We far forgot, we went so much far, Lord, on the other side, on the hybrid side, denominations, creeds, big churches, the cure of the day. We Pentecostals, Lord, have seen you do so much, to, we just harder ourselves away from you almost. It's, it's pitiful, Father. Forgive us for this thing. We've seen so much as it gradually come up to this until we, well, we've we just forgotten the blessings, Lord. Forgive us. Else. Will you, Lord? Now have mercy and may the great Holy Spirit that's present now take charge of every believer in here. And now, as your servant, I pray for every sick person here. I, I ask you, Lord, to charge the hands that will be laid upon the sick. Let, let, let the power of the Holy Ghost be upon each one of these men, women, boys, and girls as we're studying together, Lord. People saying they're sick, Lord, that they don't. They come out here to be well. Let them come tomorrow night well. Granted, Lord. Please. Do. Hear my prayer. I, I pray with all my heart that you do it. Confessing everything that I know that you wrong. And now I help us. And now let the Holy Ghost take charge. And these people laying their hands upon one another, may that they be made well right now. Granted, Father, through Jesus Christ's name. And now, Satan, I charge you by the blood of Jesus Christ, that all-sufficient blood, that through that life that was in that blood that's now in our hearts, we've been changed from what we once was to Christians. We once was doubters. Now we're believers. Our sins are under the blood. He that will confess his sins shall have forgiveness. We have confessed our sins, and we have forgiveness. Now we stand no more. Our sins are in the sea of forgiveness. We can no more be accused of sin. We have confessed it. We made things right, and now the great chasm that was between us and God has been taken away. God put the sin in the sea of forgiveness. He can never even remember us anymore as sinners. We are no longer sinners. We are sons and daughters, and now we're here for deliverance for the flesh. And because we are believers, the word says the word. And this is what we're doing. By faith, we're doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. Each person in here, lay your hands on somebody's body. Lay your hands on somebody's body. And now say, Satan, I charge thee. I charge thee, Satan. In the name of Jesus Christ.
1: Let loose them, my friends. Come out of here. You're deceived.